and our reading from Corinthians gives us a very interesting debate about eating food sacrificed to idols. So let's listen to Muriel as she reads to us from 1 Corinthians. The question keeps coming up regarding meat that has been offered up to an idol. Should you attend meals where such meat is served or not? We sometimes tend to think we know all we need to know to answer these kinds of questions. But sometimes our humble hearts can help us more than our proud minds. We, really never, we never really know enough about until we recognize that God alone knows it all. Some people say, quite rightly, that idols have no actual existence, that there's nothing to them, that there is no God other than our one God, that no matter how many of these so-called gods are named and worshiped, they still don't add up to anything but a tall story. They say, again, quite rightly, that there is only one God, the Father, that everything comes from him and that he wants us to live for him. Also, they say that there is only one master, Jesus, the Messiah, and that everything is for his sake, including us. Yes, it is true. In strict, strict logic then, nothing happened to the meat when it was offered up to an idol. It's just like any other meat. I know that, you know that, but knowing isn't everything. If it becomes everything, some people end up as know-it-alls who treat others as know-nothings. Real knowledge isn't that insensitive. We need to be sensitive to the fact that we are not all at the same level of understanding in this. Some of you have spent your entire lives eating idle meat and are sure that there's something bad in the meat that then becomes something bad inside of you. An imagination and conscience shaped under these conditions isn't going to change overnight. But fortunately, God doesn't grade us on our diet. We're neither commend, commended when we clean our plate nor reprimanded when we just can't stomach it. But God does care when you use your freedom carelessly in a way that leads a fellow believer, still vulnerable to those old associations, to be thrown off track. For instance, say you flaunt your freedom by going to a banquet thrown in, order, in honor of idols, where the main course is meat sacrificed to idols. Isn't there a great danger if someone still struggling over this issue, someone who lo looks up to you as knowledgeable and mature, sees you go into that banquet? The danger is that when he, that he will become terribly confused, maybe even to the point of getting mixed up himself in what his conscience tells him is wrong. Christ gave up his life for that person. Wouldn't you at least be willing to give up going to dinner for him? Because as you say, does it really make any difference? But it does make a difference if you hurt your friend terribly, risking his eternal ruin. 
When you hurt your friend, you hurt Christ. A free meal here and there isn't worth it at the cost of even one of those weak ones. So never go to these idle tainted meals. If there is any chance, it will trip, trip up one of your brothers or sisters. Thank be to God. Thank you, Muriel. Um, that reading from Corinthians has a slightly complicated bit about food. Um, but for us today, the real concern is not about food, but about the influence we have on other people. Jesus is telling us not to do something that might influence someone else to break their rules. You know, we all have influence, but some have more influence than others. So I want to show you a few pictures of influences that I've heard of. And I want to see if you can guess their name. So here's the first one. And does anybody know who he is? Now, I can't see any hands up at present, so I don't know if... Julia raised a hand. Yeah, Julia, Joe yes. Wicks. Joe, Joe Wicks. Wicks, you're right. And what is Joe Wicks doing for us? Uh, keeping us fit. Well, as long as we carry on and do it as well. Yes. <laughs> and um, has been doing it really well, has, a, has a, a, a great following for that. Right, let's get on to the next one. Um, so this might be oh, someone the older. Gandhi, Mahatma Gandhi. Yes, you're right. A, a great influencer for us all. The next one. Oh, George. But, 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 I can't think of her name. Sa Sarah. Greta Thunberg. Oh, that's yes. That's Swedish. Well, I'm not sure she is a schoolgirl anymore, but she certainly was oh, she uh, when she first came to fame. Um, now, the ne next one. This man. <laughs> Turner on. <laughs> and you have to admit, he is an influencer and he influences a whole heap of people. I wonder how many people know this man. Let me see if there are any hands going up. Unfortunately, the, the two people I thought who might know who this person is, I sent them the um, the file just in case I had broadband problems. Oh, but Martin, yes, you can. Who do you think it is, Martin? Well, he's a cyclist of some sort, given that you know two other people and you're one yourself. <laughs> right, well, I'll, I'll <laughs> um, share I'll, my screen again. Lance. Um, and, and you'll see. Uh, Lance. You'll see his bike. Yes. Oh, yes. And so his name, or, or at least his, dare I pretend to be trendy and say his handle, is DC Rainmaker. Uh, his real name is Ray Maker, R-A-Y Maker. And if anybody thought Simon was a bit technically geeky, I think you would change your mind if you saw, if you heard this guy. 
um, anything to do with a bike, he has a blog on it. Um, and and I, would, I wouldn't buy any kit without first reading what he says. So, but let's look at the next. Who do you think this influencer is? I have to stop sharing to see any. Who did you think that man was? Kate's got her hand up. I don't know everybody. I'm just going to guess. St. Peter? St. Peter. St. Peter. Close, but not right. Not Paul. So, Jesus, it says on the side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I, thought, I thought I would try and trick you all a little by not putting a, a blonde, blue-eyed uh, photograph with uh, long, flowing locks for Jesus. Um, the Guardian, almost 20 years ago, published an article by some researchers who tried to um, <clears throat> produce... What G, a, a picture of what Jesus might have looked like. Now, now this isn't anatomically um, correct in the sense that we do not have the skull of Jesus, to, to, which is the way that the people would normally do it. Um, but it is probably much closer to the look of Jesus than any of the uh, blue-eyed, blonde-haired uh, saviors that we have in some of our paintings. I put Jesus down as the last of our influencers, because if there is an influencer we should take any influence from, isn't it Jesus? 